this vinyl analysis, Rick Martellino, a drummer's take on Van Halen's 1984. Me and a friend were going to a eighth grade party, and there's this Camaro Z28, and you could hear its eruption emanating, vibrating the whole car, and we had never heard that. And then we knock on the on the window, and the window rolls down, and all this smoke rolls yeah. out. Yeah. They're like they're hot, hot house, and, and it's like it, it's like cracked about six inches. You see this dude's eyes, and we're like, um, "What was that?" And he's like, "That's Van Halen, dude." And rolls up the window. And that was it. And that was it. This is Vinyl Analysis. I'm your host, Arch Madness. Along with me, producer Greg Hansberry. Yo, yo. Now, Greg, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but we are the podcast for 70s and 80s hard rock discussion. I've heard that. So let, let's get right into it right now. Uh, drummer for Hot Lucy, Rick Martellino joining us. Hey, Rick, what's up, man? Look at all the people, people here, here tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, Rick, thanks for joining me, man. Hey, it's, uh, this thanks is, for having me, man. And, and I wasn't BSing you in the parking lot. This no. is... No, you're you're a guy on our list that we've been wanting to get, and like you said uh, off the air there, that yeah. you've uh, a lot of your buddies have been on this show with exactly. us. So it's, it's cool. It's cool yeah. to get you, man. And we are going to break down uh, Van Halen's 1984 album, but one of uh, my favorites. We'll get we'll get to that in just a few. What do you got for us, Greg? Well, I just want to remind everybody about the the business. Yeah, stuff. do the business. Uh, part. You know, we ask you to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and uh, rate and review us because when you write a review, it helps other people kind of discover our right. uh, nonsense and. That helps us out, and we enjoy that. Also, share it. Like, I mean, we're we're learning this rock and roll community is is just humongous. And uh, you know, if you got a buddy from high, uh, college or high school that you know used to sit around and and do roll, what roll Rick and I were talking and, and listen to these records too, you know what I mean? I never share, said that. Share, That's not what share, we were talking share. about. Share. You weren't. You weren't talking right, about right, roll right, right, right. But uh, yeah, just share with your friends and, and your fellow uh, rock loving dudes. Right. It's it's a community here. Spread the word. Also, we got uh, vinyl analysis on Facebook, Instagram, and the QFM ninety six Facebook page and app. So really, this season, this will be our second drummer. Wait, now, how long have you been playing drums, Rick? Oh my gosh. Um... Probably I got uh, interested when I was ten because I had a, I had an uncle that played and he had a kit. Um, whenever we would visit his house, there it was, and I was just like, man, I I really want to get behind there and like make some noise, but I just didn't know if I was allowed to or not. And then he allowed me to get behind there, and I kind of it felt natural, you know. And so um, it took me a while to grasp it and figure out how to. Um, you know, manipulate the sticks, so to speak. But um, you know, um, you know, the Beatles, the Monkees, Dave Clark Five. That was the stuff that he was listening to. I thought it was cool. And then I had a cousin who was like uh, preteen or teenager, and then she was listening to stuff like Yes, right, Black Sabbath. And then it's like, oh my God! It's like, um, you know, you can do this. <laughs> May, right? Yeah. So it's right. like you know, and then that really uh, drew my interest, and um, um. I didn't really get a kit until I was like 12 or 13 years old, you know, 
a hundred bucks, a red sparkle Japanese kit. And I can remember uh, like five or six of my friends coming over when I got the kit. First song I played was uh, Kiss's uh, Rock and Roll. And I <laughs> Damn, right it was. Damn right it was. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I set it up. It was like three, uh, four pieces, you know, four-piece drum kit, two cymbals, a hi-hat, and I remember cranking up the stereo, and I set them up the way that I thought they should be, and I played along to Rock and Roll Night Party every day, and my friends were like, oh, my God, you know how to play drums. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And, it, um, all, it all comes back to Kiss, right? Yeah. We, we discussed this on the show. Yeah. It all, every cat, every 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 guy, every gal we've had in here, it always comes back to Kiss. Yeah, well, Kiss, you know, got me. You know, I mean, I knew Ringo, and I, you know, because that whole hysteria with Ringo. I mean, right. I, when the Beatles were out, I mean, I was, you know, I was young. You were a pup. Yeah, but Kiss was like the band that drew me in and made me realize yeah. that I some. You know, that's something I wanted to do. Um, you know, but, but yeah, there's so many other other drummers that I, you know, that I look back to just, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, but um, yeah. When um, I talk to people and I told them that I was going to have you on. Oh, no. This, uh, this is what, and, and look, you know, and I was talking to the uh, drumming community, if you will. <laughs> but they're like, man, Rick is just, he's a monster. Absolute monster back there. Yeah, so well, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's cool. Great to have you on. And uh, you're also a huge, a huge uh, Alex Van Halen fan. So that's yeah, that was yeah. a reason why. That was another reason because thing was we had Keith Pickens on Hansberry right? right for Rush right. So so I'm I'm reading the Facebook little back and forth. I said, hey, we're gonna have Keith Pickens on. Blah blah blah. And then I noticed that Rick and Keith had a little back and forth going. Yeah. In the comment section, and I'm like, damn it, we got that's enough. I, I so I reached. I kind of hopped into the middle of the conversation and said, "Rick, you, listen, man, let me get, get, let me you get on the in, show. Let me get in contact." Well, with and you. I'm excited because we we've touched on Van Halen before on our uh, previous episodes. You can find your ar- vinyl analysis yes, archives, uh, it, baby. <laughs> wherever you find your podcasts. But I'm anxious to hear uh, a drummer's perspective because on, on Van Halen, right? Because right, Alex is no fucking yeah. slouch, well, but he well, definitely well, gets you, overshadowed. Of course, when you when you talk Van Halen, it's all about guitar because of Edward. exactly. And you know, I've always told people, I said, you know, the name Van Halen, the band, they named it after Alex. He's the older brother. Oh, that <laughs> fires him up. <laughs> yeah, that they make it all, oh, man. Yeah, oh, that fires a, yeah, him up. I'm, just, you know, and I, I'm kidding, you know, and it's all it's all in jest, but um, you know, it um. Alex is the only drummer that Edwards ever really played with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, those two are like you know they're two peas in a pod, and it's like they're inseparable in a, in a um, sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know, but um, yeah, Alex is just he. I think he's happy just to be the man behind the scenes, so to speak. You know? Oh, for sure. Well, and, for um, sure. And I I think. You know, Edward has has always been the um, the cream. You know what I'm talking about. You know, but you know, you read the books, Rick. You read the books, and yeah. it's like you know, as much as we love Ed, I mean, he was kind of drunken in the corner, and Alex yeah. was. He was kind Alex, of Alex and oh. Dave were running the show there yeah. in the early yeah, days. Yeah, you yeah, find yeah. out, you yeah. know, yeah. he was a little more You're, business savvy than than we than we wanted to yeah. than we ever really knew about when we were kids, just jamming on. It. Yeah, but but um. You know, I mean, I've followed Van Halen ever since, you know, they came out. Um, quick story. The the way I discovered Van Halen was a friend of mine 
a friend, me and a friend were going to a seventh grade, eighth grade party. A mixer that Sounds was like trouble. It was it, it, it was it was a mixer. Girls gonna be yeah. there. Yeah, girls, maybe girls. Mm, but anyway, uh, for the Holy Spirit, to, we were party arch. we were walking right. to the mixer. Gotcha. You know, because of course we weren't. Using that term we, yeah, we weren't. We weren't mixer. old enough to drive, so we're walking. And we, you know, and um, he uh, he he um, my buddy eventually became a singer in one of the bands that I played in. But we're walking, and there's this. Uh, Camaro Z28, and you could hear oh, its eruption. Oh, dude! Emanating Coming out of a Camaro. Out of a, no, and it, and the and it's like we're walking. It's like it's it's right at that time where it's about to get dark, but it's still kind of light out, you know. And we're almost to to our destination, and all of a sudden you see this mixer. Camaro, and it, and you hear eruption emanating, vibrating uh. the whole car, and we're just like, and we had never heard that. Well, yeah, right, that's like from outer and we're space, like, we're man. like, what the hell's going in, on inside of that Camaro? And then we're like, you know, and then I, I look at him, and he looks at me, and we're just like, what the heck? And it's like, and I and I, I look at him and go, and I I say, won't you go up there and find out what the heck that was? And he's no. look, he looks at me like, no, you do it. I'm like, no, come on, man. And I was like, okay, let's both do it. So we walked up to this car to the Z28. And then we knock on the on the window, and um, we thought they were smoked and dark. But we, you know, we knock on the on on yeah. the window. We're like, we're like, hey! And then and the window rolls down, and all this smoke rolls yeah. out. Yeah. They're like they're hot, hot house, and and all of a sudden the smoke rolls out. The smoke rolls out like a scene from um, Fast Times at Ridgemont yeah, High. Man. And it's like it, it's like cracked about six inches. You see this dude's eyes, and we're like, um, what was that? And he's like, "That's Van Halen, dude!" And rolls up the window. And that was it. And that was it. That was it. And it, and we were like, "Van Halen, Van Halen, Van Halen." And at that time, uh, oh, what the thing awesome. about it was is, um, that's awesome. Van Halen, "Dance the Night Away" was already out, but we didn't know about right. that first album yeah. because you know it, that was this was a different time. There wasn't the internet, and you know, it just didn't travel. As yeah, fast, no, man. no, not at all. Right. But it's like uh, "Dance the Night Away" was like. Well, Van, H- and so I remember going to the local record store, <laughs> trying to find Van Halen, and there was Van Halen, Van Halen too. So, and I'm looking for the song that had that, you know, right. eruption on it, and I did. It wasn't there. I'm like, I was so disappointed. But I, I listen, you know, Van Halen too. Right. It, it was still great, but I saw, I still wanted to find. Oh, yeah. eruption. It's good, but it ain't Van Halen one. Yeah, then you hear on the radio, it's like yeah, eruption. Yeah. You really got me, and it's like man, and then all of a sudden, I, and I actually had to go to another store like a at the time it was i think it was like a gold circle or something to find van halen one and then or the something. first yeah. time you heard van halen and the first time you smelled pot oh my god it's like what yeah. a night like, rick martellina what, what a night that life was. changing well you know i have a similar story when it comes to metallica uh, my buddies had seen him uh saw metallica open up for ozzy and uh, it was during the you know it was master yeah. puppets and they came back and told us about about that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I ran to Hearts there in Marietta, Hearts. yeah, to to get Master of Puppets, but they didn't have Master of Puppets; they had Ride the Lightning. Y'all. So I grabbed Ride the Lightning, the cassette tape, took that it home, was awesome. and, was, and I was like, that. "Whoa!" You heard "Fight Fire with Fire," and I was oh, like, yeah. "Son of a bitch!" So it's crazy man. how that works out, man. man. When yeah. you, you even if you don't get what you came for, you still. 
You're tr- you're a trigger. I'm jealous. Tripped, I'm man. jealous because my generation right? really didn't have. I mean, maybe. Uh, I'm, from my perspective, there wasn't someone like that. Is this that. the Limp Biscuit with break stuff? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, let's go ahead, and this is a segment. All right, here we go. Rick, this is a segment we like to call What's on Your Table? You know what? Let's let's go ahead and start. Hansberry, you want to kick it off? Just kind of let Rick know what how we do, how yeah. we do it. So you know, we, we just kind of talk about what's been on our table. What you know, we, uh, you know yeah. your turntable or these days your iPhone, See, I yeah, guess. Awesome. Whatever. What you jamming on? What you jamming? It could be new. It could be. I old. still have mine, man. That's right? awesome. It's damn a right. pioneer damn system. Right. I've had for I don't know how long, but it's still kicking. Well, right. likewise. Uh, so last week, uh, our, our last on our last vinyl analysis, we <clears> talked to uh, Mark Ch- Chatfield about yeah. Um, yeah, this Rosie show mine. coming up, right? And uh, he mentioned, he goes, you know what? One of our songs uh, that that Eric Moore uh, co-wrote right, 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 right. was on one of the QFM. Hometown, uh, hometown albums. Album. So back in the day, uh, QFM ninety six were uh, the the rock and roll That's radio station where we of. record out of here in Columbus, Ohio. Used to do these show, these uh, albums, and uh, there's you know eight or eight or ten uh, songs from local bands, and they yeah. submit them, and, and they put these, and they had well, I don't know how many ten of these. There was maybe. a lot of them. There was a lot of them. Um, so he was talking about. It, he's like, yeah, I think we were on the second one, and I was thinking about it. I go, holy shit. I just bought that record for two dollars. <laughs> it is, man. At Elizabeth's Records here in Columbus, Ohio. Nice, uh, nice, it's it's nice. called Vinyl Ecstasy, the second QFM ninety six hometown album. And sure enough, uh, the first track on side one, Eric Moore, won't be lonely tonight. Hmm. And uh, it's it's Aww, actually cool, man. it's definitely like a power pop. It's almost like if the cars had oh, wow. some balls. It's it actually m- I pretty think cool. It might have been Here, before, of course, before the. Guys. So so we looked it up. This record was 1981. Um, this specific song. So that was that was kind of. The, the the gods they were thick in 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 their heyday at that point. Okay. Yeah. You know so what that I makes mean? sense. Because I mean. I mean, late seventies is really when you think of like the, the gods, gods like, and like taking off and stuff, right? Uh, and the the record is weird because it doesn't cool. say it just says Eric Moore it doesn't say Gods or Rosie on it, so who knows hmm, if right. who you know what the recording is? Uh, oh, that's we could probably cool. ask this some is people. In great condition, Hansberry. And, well, and that's that's the kind of the thing that I wanted to dwell on more so than the songs on it because you know they're hit and miss. I wonder it's, what it's, happened it's to a her. Compilation. I, I, I know. Hold I on, think, we'll get to that. We'll get I to think that. I know. I got an answer to that. We'll right. get to that. Uh, but so I found this for two dollars at the dollar yeah, two dollar bin ding, ding, over ding, 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 at uh, ding, ding, Elizabeth's ding. Records, and I was digging through. I have like a whole selection. We're talking about collecting vinyl. I've got. Uh, a bunch of these like radio records. I, right. I used to work at the Loop WLUP in Chicago. I got one from up there. I got a Bob and Tom record from Q ninety five in Indianapolis. But uh, my whole point is that like some of these, uh, everybody used to do these records yeah. back in the day, whether they're comedy bits or cool local music yeah. things. And you can, and the only way to find these nowadays is to go dig in in your local record store. If you find the best of Wags and Elliot, I'll sign it for you. Oh, are you on it? Are you? Are you the There was a few. There was a few of my bits. There was a few of my bits. Bring that back, though, don't you? I I agree. So I think I think we need maybe this can be maybe in the two thousand twenty one. Uh, initiative for vinyl analysis to do a, a, a vinyl record of, of some sort. Yeah, that man, what a great time! Would it be though. vinyl or would it be CD or what would it be? It, we would we would have digital. We have it on digital demand and uh, limited released uh, pressings. Maybe we could well, do yeah. color vinyl. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, like that. Well, so anyway, my my PSA for the day is, is you know keep local music th- uh, alive. Shop at your local record stores. Dig for these old records and just you know Good support message. your local record. But yes, yeah, so on the record on the front of this album cover, yes, is this gal, uh, high waisted jeans, smoking a square, holding a, 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 a 
spray paint can, this yeah. gal. Yeah, I mean, man. definitely 1981. So, so. I was told by, and, and, and I don't know if, if you know, do you know Dan Orr, if I were to yeah, say Dan Yeah, I know Dan. So I remember one time Dan telling me that, and this this lady right here uh, works uh, outside of central Ohio, but in a little community here outside of Columbus, and works at a bar. She's a bartender still. Oh. And he said she looked amazing. Wow. And she she still looks, I mean, she looks yeah. good in this. Right? Well, yeah, let's she track her down. Let's get her on the show. Well, I would love to. But but Dan Orr said, dude, she looks great. But she's like, you know, I was on the second hometown album cover and yeah. stuff. So she's still, you know, yeah, right, get yeah. her to sign that. Oh, yeah. But anyway. All right. So, Rick Martellino, what is on your table? What have you been my, jamming on, man? Oh, on my turntable is uh, Rainbow oh. Rising. Oh. We like yeah. Richie Blackmore yeah. around these parts. Well, Blackmore can do I love no Richie wrong. too, and I love Rainbow, but, you know, the whole reason. You know, being a drummer, the, why I love Rainbow is, of course, Cozy Powell. And um, if any drummer, you have to listen to the intro to Stargazer because, and it's like you, it, that's one of the intros that you should you should have in your back pocket. And and if you don't know Stargazer, go to YouTube or whatever and listen to it now. Do it now, please. Who and do yourself know Stargazer? a favor. Stargazer, what kind of communist? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, it's, it's one of those uh, intros. Um, you know, there's so many drum intros. Uh, the intro to, um, you know, for um, Hot for Teachers, a legendary intro. I mean, uh, there's a bunch of legendary intros from Led Zeppelin. Um, does you know, Cozy get the, uh, does he get the credit he should? Um I I think he does um, um, posthumously. posthumously yeah. yeah, but I mean he was just oh he was he's always been great, but um, I think he he get gets recognized more so now because you know in in his time of you know being gone. Rick and and, and the drummers that we've had here, I've never really had this conversation, but I'm going to throw this at you. I kind of we were talking about. I don't know if this was yeah. off the air or on there. We've been drinking. <laughs> but um, but but like when I think of like Roger Glover and then like Cozy, I I, I mentioned the rhythm section yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Is is that am I as a fan? Am I making too much out of no, that? No, the rhythm section is what makes the band go, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, how important is that? I mean, to have. I mean, we think about Glover and you think about Cozy. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean those, damn, those dude, guys, that's a pocket there. Those guys it? are solid, and that's what you want. You want. You want a solid foundation for your guitar player and your vocalist to kind of um, dance on top of. Well, shit, so we're talking speak. about Alex. I mean, all Eddie did was dance on top of things. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know the, you know, God bless Michael Anthony. I mean, he was, you know, he got crapped on. You yeah, know, yeah. Don't and, no, don't don't read Running with the Devil. Yeah. Have you already read that? Yeah, okay. I have the book, so yeah. it's and like you still you know, like Alex, and I, you yeah. know, and I, I mean, I, lo I love I mean, them as musicians, but as, as man, as, they were shitty to yeah, him. Yeah, they were, Rick. man. And it's just like not oh to get us God. off track, and yeah. we'll talk about I, that in yeah, a little exactly. bit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, a rhythm section for any band is, um, you know, you know, it. That's if you have that, it's like um, you can't lose, in my opinion. You know, Did you ever bass get and to drums in Rainbow. It just bums me out, you know, because Richie just doesn't come over to the States anymore. And that's, I mean, that's, if I have a bucket list, I mean, that is 
on the top, 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 top of my bucket list yeah, is to yeah. see Richie Blackmore, and I've and I've and I've never. Well, shit. I mean, you saw Deep Purple last right. summer, but right, it's not the same. It's, it's not. not and, same. and Morse is great, and it's it was cool to see. It's cool to see Ian Pace. Yeah, yeah. Right? Ian is that, awesome. That was yeah. awesome. I love Ian too, man. But 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 still, it's just like, damn it. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever. I don't think that's one I'll ever get to see. Rainbow, pretty big with you. I know they're on oh, your yeah. table, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean inspirational i mean they were kind of um i mean they they got put in that hard rock heavy metal category only because of i think because of the players that were in the band but you know they were very progressive in for sure in their um you know their songs and the 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 way that they presented their music so you know they were you know cutting edge metal it's weird. It's like it's almost like Rainbow and Deep Purple are kind of the same, but they're different because of the way they used to juggle members. For sure. But um, you think about the But when when Rainbow, there's that one part that there's that uh period of Rainbow uh with Cozy Powell um that I loved because it was Cozy Powell and that you know, but then there's that other period um, I want to. I'm going to call it '80s Rainbow. When see, I'm, I'm a Joe Lynn. Turner. I'm a Joe Lynn guy. Yeah. As much as I love Dio and and I love that exactly. Stuff, yeah, I, I, I love that '80s. Just that pop sensibility. Yes. I loved the stuff with Joe Lynn. But Turner. that was great I'm a Joe too. Lynn Turner guy. That I'm was great too. Because then then Rainbow was it was almost like a, um it's like you know um the MTV thing hit for sure. And all of a sudden you had Stone like Cold. Rainbow, Stone Cold, and uh, Power, Death Alley Driver. And then, uh, and then another drummer from that era, from uh, Bobby Rondinelli with Rainbow. He's like one of my favorites as well. And it's like, it's like, um, it, it, so in my mind, as a, when I was coming up as a drum yeah. a drummer as a kid, it's like, you know, all these great bands and great guitarists, they always had great drummers. And it's like, you know, you had uh, Richie, Cozy Powell. Then all of a sudden, they changed in the eighties. Richie. And Bobby Rondinelli, it's like, oh my God, you know, that's, there's another great drummer. And then Ian Pace, and it's like, there's another great drummer, you know, um, only because of the, the association with Richie and Ian from the Deep Purple days. But it's like, the way you, know, you could fill a roster back in the day. Oh, I know. You, you could do it and not skip a beat. Yeah. Nowadays, you notice it. Yeah. You notice it because there's, there's a, there's a drop off, yeah. man. But the Dins, granted, there was top of the food chain, but, but, but you could, you could get away with it. It just seemed like there were so many great players yeah. back then. But, you know, I mean, we were, we were talking about rhythm sections, you know, um, which is uh, key, but it always seems like um, I think a guitar player has to have that um, that foundation. And I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I think the drummer is that person that that guitar player looks to for that foundation you know i know a, a bass player is key as well but you know you know we've named off you know great guitar players with um great drummers so yeah. it almost seems like it goes hand I in gotcha. hand you know what i gotcha. I mean? so there, ma- maybe i'm biased that. because i'm a drummer you know no, there's something know. to that yeah. because i think it's a little it's a different sound we, we, eddie we brought, alex yeah jimmy john you know diamond like, vinnie you know, yeah hell yeah y- you know yeah. i get it those get guys it. you know with with dime and um you know the pan and pantera i mean they modeled themselves after van halen you know because you know they were brother and brother and 
Not um, to get, and we won't go down that road no, because we've discussed you know, it we enough don't on this go show. Off on a tangent. But, but we, we've discussed it enough on this show. But the last thing that those two said to each other before was, they went on was Van they gave Halen. the knucks and said Van Halen. Van Halen, because they that they were going to have a they were going to have a good time that, that night, it. and and it's a it was a brothers thing, and it was a that was their that yeah. was their um you know send off their, their you knew it was going to be yeah. a fun night, man. Hell yeah. Awesome. What is on my table, fellas? I have been on an absolute Pepper Keenan. Just, I've just, I've been now Pepper Keenan. I'm talking yeah, about corrosion and conformity, and I'm also talking about Down. Okay, the the, the supergroup Down uh, that he had with Phil Anselmo. Uh, here's one I want to throw at you guys, and this was this was huge for me. This was I was living on Chittenden. When this came out in 1991, <laughs> this is Corrosion of Conformity Blind. Yeah. And, and we lost, speaking of drummers. Yeah, uh, this oh my is, God. And you, you, you want to talk about, and this is, as much as I'm going to spout over Pepper Keenan, uh, Reed Mullen on this this album, the late great, and he just passed away not too long ago, one of the best drummers in the thrash or, or metal scene. Yeah, I, you he, know, was, I, uh, he was a found, you know, this, that this, style. This was... this almost, right here, Corrosion of Conformity, uh, Blind is the album, Mine are the Eyes of God, but there was a swing almost yeah. to the way he played and, and stuff. So I wanted to kind of give, yes, Reed Mullen a shout out, but this this record, if I had uh, this 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 was huge for me. This yeah. album was absolutely. This was as big as, and I've mentioned this album on the show before. This is as big as Vulgar wow. for me, right here. This oh, this album big. right here. It's so we're stuff, talking uh, mid eighties. This is nineteen ninety one. So this is this is that 90s. lost era, yeah. man, yeah. where people yeah. kind of forget and people are trying to figure out: Are we into hair? Are we into? Yeah. Are we into thrash? Are we into the L A scene? Are we into <laughs> yeah, Metallica? Yeah, that's has that's the period us. where I say everybody was losing yeah. their hair. That's when everybody right? was losing their hair. They were losing it. So yeah. also uh, is an album called. Uh, this is America's Volume Dealer. This came out in 2000, Corrosion of Conformity. And I'm kind of throwing this out. This was a little more commercialized okay. uh, corrosion. And you got to remember, Corrosion of Conformity started off as like a hardcore punk band. Yeah, exactly. And then they, then they, then they, then they kind of turned into this whole, uh, yeah, this, this they, metal. Yeah. They hopped into the thrashing. But I wanted to throw this at you. There was a song called Stare Too Long that Warren Haynes uh, plays guitar on. And that, Hansberry, that wow. is, I'm, I'm throwing that at you. Okay. That? You know, I'd, and, I'd like that. Yeah, and then yeah. also, uh, while I'm on the Pepper Keenan kick, uh, Down's debut album, Nola, something else I talked about from 1995. And if you want to check out a great song, uh, Stone the Crow. Stone the Crow on there. But I, I've just been, Pepper is one of those guys that, uh, kind of like Josh from Queens or, or some, he's just, I don't think he gets the due. He's a rocker. You know, off there, we were talking about Dave, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl yeah. and stuff. And I, and mm. I, I would throw Pepper. He's in, always in there. Into that mix, man. It's just, just a great guy who keeps hard rock. It's not it's a metal. Lost, not lost just, era for he sure, keeps man. hard rock alive. And, and, and he's just a, he's just a great songwriter. So that's what I'm into. Discover Pepper Keenan, yeah. kids. He's, he's, he's one of the best. Do it. I'm so, going to look it up now. I'm going to, uh, uh, Shazam that. Shazam that shit, homie. <laughs> All right, so here we go. The reason for the season. Here we are. Van Halen's 1984 album, Rick Martellino. So here what we go. What a great year. Released January 9th, 1984. There were four singles off of this album. Jump, I'll Wait, Panama, Hot for Teacher, uh, Rick Martellino, uh, drummer for Hot Lucy. I'm just going to lean on you to get this rolling. What did this... 
What did this album? What did it mean to you? I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep the CD. You bought, yeah, you brought like six copies of copies it on vinyl, of, this and is, then like four CD copies. Yeah, but here's the deal. This is my original copy oh, that I bought. Awesome. Heck, but I'll say this: it doesn't have the the proper. Oh, sleeve it doesn't have the because the, the, I cut it out, and I was I always cut the sleeves. What was in oh, it? I, I didn't say know. It had like a poster type a poster, kind of thing. So I, I it's, like it was on my a, wall of all four of them, and and um, it was a badass. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. So that was on my wall growing up. So that's. Yeah. So I don't have. And just looking at the cover, the back of it is so different than the first. The back is definitely like 1984, <laughs> like computer uh, yeah. you know, font, and then of course the angel on the on the. I front. will show you. There is a picture. The I was Eddie Van Halen uh, quite a few times uh, <clears throat> for Halloween as a uh, as a youngster, as a teenager, and then. Uh, well into my 30s uh, 20 years ago but that's, uh, that's, so, that's so that, that look where Eddie has the dice yeah, cut off shirt with the, the dice shirt. and then the bandana there, and I have the wig uh, there are, I'll, I'll get you the pictures there's pictures of me dressed <laughs> up imagine. in yeah, that's that outfit see. in that outfit but what the 1984 1984 mean, I remember when this came out it was um, Van Halen or probably per Dave's request always he always had to debut whatever Van Halen was doing on like a major event. So it's like when 1984 came out, it's like they debuted, I think it was Jump, the video on MTV like New Year's Eve, like right at midnight. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I, I think that actually happened. I remember being at a party and, um, you know, everybody was like stoked. It's like, oh my God, Van Halen, they're doing a new video. And somebody, nobody, you know, there was no leakage of what it was going to sound like. Right. All that we knew is it was supposed to be called Jump. It was a true world. They used to call these world, world premieres mm-hmm. okay. on MTV. Okay, all of a sudden. So world premiere jumped the video. Uh, MTV. 1983, an hour before, or whatever. Right, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, all of a sudden it comes on, and you know how Jump starts. Keyboards. Keyboards. It was keyboards, and it's like, bah, 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 and everybody's just lo- like looking around like, this is Van Halen? Yeah. And it's like... Oh my God! And it's like, and then I, even me, I was kind of like, I was kind of shocked, but it's like, well, you know, let let's let the song breathe a little bit, you know. <laughs> Give you it know? time, everybody. And yeah. So yeah, I mean, it went on and on, and, and it got the guitar solo, and everybody was happy, but still, everybody was just kind of like, eh. It's keyboards and Van Halen. That's not Van Dave Halen. Dave sat on that. Dave sat. Eddie had that. You know the whole thing, and that was part of the the demise of yeah. this. I mean, this was it. This was the this was the last time we didn't know it then. But this was the last time the Mighty Van Halen, the classic lineup. Yeah, because I think before this album even came out, Dave was already doing his uh, crazy from the. He heat. had kind of he was he yeah. was in it was in the mix for yeah. sure. But he sat on <clears throat> he sat on jump. From everything I've read, yeah. he sat on that and didn't write lyrics or put anything to it forever because he just wasn't down with the keyboard sound. So, but, yeah, two things real quick to that. Uh, I, I remember talking about this when we talked about Fair Warning. There were some hints. You know, Eddie was Eddie was oh. experimenting a little bit. Uh, yeah, um, was it, was One set, foot out the door. Was, but you Saturday think, afternoon in the yeah, park. Yeah, 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 right. For I sure, mean, for sure, for sure. He's a little sure. funky out there. He's exploring. Uh, so I mean, retrospectively, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. You could see him wanting to expand, but so then uh, I, I guess expand on the fa- that fact. All right, so it's keyboard. Yeah. I mean, I, well, obviously now that's a classic. Yeah. This record. Did you learn to love it? Did you eventually go? I'm all in on keyboards. Let's do it. Was it the times? Because everybody was doing keyboards at eighty four. Right. 
Um, well, you know, Eddie's a musician, so a musician's going to look to all... It was the time, Rick. It was. It, it was. was Rush. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, you Rush know, Ford, they were if really Alex, If anybody's it. got a bitch, Alex Lifeson has one in the 80s, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I, so, I mean, I, I, I guess you kind of have to roll with the punches, so to speak, you know, and, and um, you know, find your 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 niche inside that that area because everybody everybody's doing keyboards so at least we have we have to find our way inside of that but we have to do it our own way so to speak you know and at so, least it's not in Hagar and and yeah. there's, there's we'll only get, we'll get into that and in really bit. when you listen to that record I've taught you well Greg it, it starts out with the with the keys um but then it gets into the guitar quick. I think. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the I guitar will, playing wait, is brilliant. Well, I'll you know? wait. But yeah, but there's it's only. Got, it's not super. I mean, it's not super keyboard something, heavy. Something no, that no, a, a buddy taught me a long, long time ago, and I've brought my buddy Bob up a lot. And we've had heart to heart conversations. Um, but uh, we always talked about Def Leppard, for example. Yeah. And how those first two records, and he was uh, he was a Willis yeah. guy. He, oh, he loved yeah, Pete, Pete, right? So he always said, you know, and there I was with my pyromania and hysteria, and he's like, no, Arch, no, this is you've got to kind of this is this when it was Clark and Willis. The, yeah. He's like, this is so I, I, I get that it was a it was a it was a different a different vibe, and I think that's kind of what what we what we got here. Here's something I want to ask a drummer. Because when I think about this album, maybe sort, maybe more so into fifty one fifty, it seemed like Alex. If we're gonna bag on on Ed and hopping in on the synthesizers, it seemed like Alex kind of hopped on that electric drums he thing sure too. Did. Now yeah. we really, really get it on on fifty one fifty, and we yeah. might as well talk about it now because we sure as shit ain't gonna break that album down. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> but, but my thing is, you know, and I love that record. I don't don't at me, people. So, but you know what I mean? But there seemed to yeah. be a change in the eighties. You had to kind of go that route a little bit. Rush did it. Van Halen did it. Yeah, was there a did. thing? We don't have to bag on Ed too much here for the synthesizers, but did you no. notice a change in the drum oh, sound? Yeah. Um, for and sure. How did that because, affect you? Um, did it well, bother of course, you? Uh, no, it, it didn't bother me at all because I know, you know, drumming is drumming. Um, that, 1984 was a time when, of course, electronics mm -hmm. were kind of yeah. Um, they were, I I guess in the in the 80s they were you know it was a new thing you know so in its infancy, uh, the sounds were very generic if that makes any sense but maybe only because retrospectively at the time but they did were, you yeah. but did you not notice that on the 5150 I, album the yeah, 5150 yeah, yeah, yeah. album where it was like you know that yeah, it was, it was i don't very, know what that was it was very clicky very yes. not um uh manufactured not organic not right. not real drum sounds but at the but at the same time it kind of fit but you know i i don't know maybe in hindsight, it, it fits now, but when it first came out, it was kind of, it was kind of, um, you know, it was kind of, you know, it kind of alienated me because mm -hmm. it's just okay. like, eh, you know, it's kind of. But this it, was more palatable. I thought this was a palatable album. And, and quite honestly, when I, go ahead. Because I got a, a question I've always wanted to ask a drummer. And we'll I do hope it. You, do I hope it. You know and then I'm going to bring, then I have All a right, theory so on this album. Teacher, oh, you yeah. talk about the beginning riff. I mean. No matter how fucking quick you are on a double bass pedal, there's got to be like an effect on that, right? Um, 
Well, as far as like the bass drums, it's it's just basically you know, kind of where we're going. No, 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 that's like that's what we're talking about. That's exactly right. The bass drums is basically um, any drummer knows it's kind of a shuffle thing. You know, it's like a but the the what you hear on top is you know it's 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 the electronics. Um, electronic drums you can play quicker than you can. A normal drum because right. a, nor- a normal drum has two membranes you know drum heads with air in between whereas electronic drums you have it, it's it's like it's playing pad. this tabletop yeah. there you go and you can so you know you can so he you think he's actually just he's playing it legit but he you can know, get he, it quicker. You know he's he can playing it, it he's not faking it at all it's yeah. like I mean, I I, 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 mean, just, I just thought he had like a delay or some sort of little no I mean uh, you can you play you can play you can play okay, the part that sounds like a Harley drum or a Harley motorcycle is starting up, you know, that's pretty much played on, um, uh, at the time I know he was playing a Simmons drum, which, you know, it's, it's an electronic drum and, and the, 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 the drum itself feels like a tabletop, like this tabletop right, right here, you know, and you're playing it with sticks, wood sticks, wood coming it's off this, back. the rebound is no, I really, got you, really Rick. fast. Yeah. And so you can play all that stuff real fast, you know, and then and then underneath it, you got the bass drums playing into that <laughs> shuffle, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so it's just he's just on an electronic it, it, drum kit. Everybody thinks, oh, it's like there's two people doing it. It's like no, it, that's one, that's one person, that's him doing it, you know. And you can you do that. Quicker. I mean, there might be some. But I don't that's know, something that's trickery. never discussed really a lot when it comes to Van Halen and the transition that they made there in the yeah. mid to late '80s. Because I mean, like I said, everyone kind of gets on head for for hopping on the whole yeah. the whole keyboard thing. But but Alex's sound changed too. I, I it thought. did change, yeah. yeah. Because I I think um, you know with those two being so close brothers, I mean it's like Ed changed, um, and so. Alex figured, you know, well, if, yeah, if he's Dave's changed, out, I, who cares? Know, Let's just do I, our thing now. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, and like I said, I musicians are musicians, and they're gonna, you know, you're always searching for the next thing. You know what right. I mean? It's like um, Eddie's always said he was a tone chaser, and Alex was the same way. It's like they always wanted to find the next best thing. A tone chaser, yeah, yeah, man, that makes see that that totally makes sense. Yeah, and so. I want to go back to my buddy Bob and the discussion sure. that we had. We were talking about like how Def Leppard and their sound changed immediately once Pete Willis was out. Okay, right. So I wanted to. He's and he brought this up to me once, and this has been thirty some, you know, almost thirty years ago or whatever. Probably not that long, but uh, <laughs> "Girl Gone Bad," "House yeah. of Pain," those were the last two songs right. that we got. We, probably, if you were going to look up the Brown sound. And right. look up Van Halen. Those two songs, that's how that concluded with the original lineup. That's what we were left with. It, all right? So what are you saying? You like that or don't like I that? I loved it. Okay, I loved yeah. it. And it will it's, never... It's, it's gone. Man. It's out and of it's there. And it's gone. I mean, it was dark. It was it dirty. It sounds like a Rush song. Well, dude, it was Girl... I mean, Girl Gone Bad and House of Pain. I mean, you talked about like just this 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 trashy woman and then we got an S&M thing happening. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was awesome, and Not the next thing I heard, poppy as the so, rest right. of the record. so so when Rick's talking about the first time he heard "Jump," right? That's that's where I was when I heard "Why Can't This Be Love." Granted, I bought fifty one fifty. I've bought everything that Eddie and Alex has ever done. 
All right, yeah. I, I bought I bought everything they have. All right, I don't have it's not they're not my favorite. It's not my favorite. And as I get older, I love the classic Van Halen sound. But you have those last two songs, "Girl Gone Bad," "House of Pain," and the next thing I hear is. Why can't this be love? Yeah, right? Yeah. And it, it, that Rick yeah. threw me for a fucking yeah. loop and a half. Me too, man. It threw yeah, me for a loop exactly. and a half. So there is that thing where it's like, we're never going to get that sound again. They could never. And Dave never found that sound again. No. I mean, and did. I love Eat em and Smile, and I'll put Eat em and Smile up against 5150 oh, yeah. any fucking day I of mean, the week. But, but. Dave could never recapture it either. No. As much as I like to bag yeah. on, on the whole Van Hagar thing, dude, they, Dave never recaptured it either. No. I thought what they were doing at the end with those last two songs, yeah. could you imagine? Because I always heard Dave heard Summer Nights. I yeah. heard Dave heard a few of the riffs, and uh, those really good riffs on 5150, because there were some good ones. I'm always curious to see what Dave would have been able to do with that. And like you said, man, he was on Crazy from the Heat. He was on that. It might not have worked. It might have been the perfect time to quit. But you know what I mean? Those last two songs, Rick. Exactly, man. And then... Who knows? And we then, and we then, will never know. Right? But it's it's like there's a meme out. But you remember you, there were those two songs on the uh, greatest hits thing? Was Me Wise Magic, Me Wise one? Magic Thank and, you, bro. Yeah. yeah, you can't get this stuff anymore. Yeah, I mean, that stuff was cool. Yeah. I thought it was I cool. I thought it was, too. Yeah. And I thought Me Wise Magic, and I've always said that I thought that was... That was that felt good. It did. That felt yeah. good. That was kind of like... Um, it it kind of like tied me over. Yeah, it's like we when thought, I heard that, it's like, oh wow. But we was, thought there's hope. Yeah. But that was it never <laughs> yeah. it never happened again. Yeah. And we never, you know, and then Wolfie hopped in and we just never got those four guys yeah. again. It's never gonna happen. No. You know, there's a there's a meme out right now and it's the it's the gang from uh, the movie The Sandlot. Yeah. And it yeah, says, yeah. you know what, man, you were out with the meme basically says, uh, there was a time that you and your friends were all together. And you didn't know that that was going to be the last time right. you were all together. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of the way I am with those last two songs on 1984. I, yeah. I, I always go back to those because there's so many hits with, with Jump and Panama and, and, and Drop Dead Legs and Hot for Teacher and I'll Wait. But there's something special, and I've always thought this. We talk about opening songs, right? These closing songs but are the closing completely songs different. For me, and these two in particular, I always go back to those two songs because it's like, that was it. I didn't know that was going to be it, but that was fucking yeah. it, man. That's the, that was the, that was the last. What's we heard funny of the is those, those songs that you mentioned right there. That those are songs that actually um, me and my bandmates and Hot Lucy always jam on all the time. Think, yeah, it's like, right. Don't you go back to those two we songs? Do. I mean, those yeah. those would have fit on Fair Warning. Hell, hell those yeah. would have fit on Women yeah. and Children. Yeah. Those would have fit. Yeah, man, it pissed me off with the. With, with with the synthesizers and shit yeah. at the beginning and jump, I felt the same way you did, Rick. Yeah. But it was like, eh, eh. But <laughs> fuck, man, there's some great moments on that album, oh, and, yeah. and those last two songs, I'll put those up against. I'll put I mean, those up all, against fucking all, Pound Cake any day. It's good stuff, man. And it's, and it's like this album, 1984, was. Um, a lot of people say was the the the. I, I guess the pinnacle for them and their yeah, for sure. commercial success. Yeah, absolutely, you know? man. So I mean, I did did this hit number one for them? Yeah, and it's or at uh, least it's, maybe. The, and actually, um, this album, uh, Certified Diamond, uh, yeah. back in 1999, of course, that uh, indicates 10 million 
Yeah. Copy. So Damn. I mean, it's this was this was huge. Did this they have huge. a song that went to number one? Or I, I, I want to say Jump was the first one, right? Yeah. And I want to say Jump. I think was, it went to number one when so it first the first two singles, Jump and I'll Wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and I both the keyboard songs. I love. Uh, we're joking about this. Uh, Hot Jimmy. Or a top, top, Jimmy, top, Jimmy. Jimmy. top Jimmy, Hell just, yeah. just some great fucking guitar work. You no, know, I mean, he's just yeah. stretching. It's fun, and 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 to me, that's Van Halen was always known for having those quirky little songs that nobody thought that they they could do, and just pull it off. They just you know took it, I mean? but it like never this little easy blues riff and turned it. But they were never able to do fun. that again. Yeah, they had plenty of hits. They wrote great songs with Sam. All right, I, and I'm not disputing that, but it wasn't it, like you said, quirky. It was just. You can't do it anymore. You can't yeah. replicate it anymore. It was, you know, it went from uh, uh, like tequila and being on the beach, right? That was mm-hmm. that was the the Hagar era. But before it was always like brown liquor and hookers and Vegas, yeah. And and that was that was yeah. Diamond Dave's era. Well, and that's they, what that was. And it was I, it was Big Bad Billy, Sweet William. Now I guess that was that was rock and roll, man. Back it was back a party then. band, yeah. and I get it. They were a party band with Hagar. Sorry, Rick, to drag you into this, no, but no, I just no, I know because I know you respect it all, and you're you're I a do, musician, you know? and I I get yeah. that. But I'm a f- I'm like over the top fan with when with the whole thing, and I just I think the older I get, man, I was I was into fifty one fifty. I bought live without a net, yeah. but OU eight one two when it's love. I kind of that was I kind of checked out. I was already into Metallica yeah. at that point. Yeah. I, your final thoughts on nineteen eighty four? If you were to pick a song, what what would it be, Rick? To pick a song pick one. off of 1984. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good mm. luck with that, right? Woo. What are you going to do? close. You get one. Well, I, I guess the obvious one would be Hot for Teacher because of it. it's the so drums. drum heavy and everything. But Those um, fake drums at the beginning. But <laughs> damn it, Hansberry. Why would you say that I'm just to him? With you. you know, uh, for me, <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to go with Girl Gone Bad because yeah. to me, that was when musically... Because they used to play that song before, they used to jam that song in concert, like... Give you a um, little bit? Edward and Alex had this little moment where they would just play off of one of each, you know, off each other, like trading fours or whatever you want to call it, and um, there, there was a... Edward would jam this guitar thing, and it was the beginning to "Girl Gone Bad." You know, da 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 da. Yeah, oh yeah. And then Ed, and Alex would be doing his thing, and those two would be like playing off, to get you know off of each other. Um, I'm I'm sure Michael was behind there somewhere adding the the bass to it, but um, it basically was an instrumental "Girl Gone Bad" yeah. with no vocals, and those they were just jamming. You know, so it was like uh, Girl Gone Bad. Um, this is like in 1982, 83, and you thought they were just jamming, having fun, but, you know, in actuality, they were probably rehearsing the song before our eyes. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, just, yeah, 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 working it out. They were like, you know, Eddie's Eddie's like jamming, and it's like, hey, let's, you know, and he's just kind of giving Eddie the, the wink, it's like, or Alex the wink, it's like, hey, Remember that riff I used to, uh, was doing? Let's let's jam on that and see what happens. And they're like, they're like jamming on "Girl Gone Bad," you know. We don't know what the hell is going on because they're just jamming. And it's like, yeah, and all you know. Next and then you know, yeah. In hindsight, you you know, you'll see. You can you can watch. You know, it's it's there on YouTube. 
you know, you can look at YouTube, you know, 1982, 83 or whatever, um, before 84, and it's like, and you'll See hear, it you'll out. hear it, it's like, hey, that's girl gone bad. I mean, they, they've been known to do this. I mean, a lot, a lot of that stuff that they did on the new album, the, their newest album, um, you know, A Different Kind of Truth, right. was pretty much a lot of older stuff that they had done that they, that, you know, I guess by the, the graces of Wolfie, they just brought back to life, you know? And God bless him. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was bummed that Michael wasn't a part of all that, but, you know, Wolf brought Dave and Ed back together, yeah. so I will always be, yeah. I will always kind of yeah. be, I, and I was able to see them on stage again yeah. together, so I'll always uh, you be know, grateful I, to I, Wolfie I, for I, that. I honestly think Wolfie was trying to bring Michael back. I, I, I think you're right. You know? I think you're right. Because I think you're right. I, Hansberry, let me, and before I know we got to wrap things up, but let, let me tell you this. There was, because, I mean, just our heroes are dropping left and right anymore, right? And it's just, I want, I want, I want to explain to you something when it comes to, to Van Halen, especially okay. Ed. There was a time before the house lights would drop, and you could hear, you knew when a roadie was on the, you know, and they were kind of tuning shit. Yeah. You could tell. But you always knew when that axe, when when Ed had it on. Yeah. It, there was a moment before the lights dropped that everybody knew. You know what I'm talking oh, about, Rick. I'm, you know yeah. what I'm talking. And everybody listening to me knows. And I, I want to give. <laughs> I want to say this now. Before I don't want to do it in a posthumous. That's the second time we've said that word. Yeah. I don't want to do this after Ed's gone. Posthumously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, but I, I want I want people to realize. I want the younger people to realize that we knew. When he had that guitar you can in tell. his hand, because he was backstage, and it was different. The, the, the. And he would either give it like the elephant, or he'd give, <laughs> and he would give it a little something that yeah. you knew that roadie the ain't elephant. fucking doing that. Yeah, it's in Ed's hand, and exactly. it's about time to yeah. go, and the lights are going to drop. Right, and that's something I'll always, always remember. Whenever I saw Van Halen. I waited for that moment. I knew, I knew when Ed had the right. axe in his hand, right, man? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I swear Look, to God, you're a drummer. You know what I'm talking I about. I know. I mean, <laughs> you still, and, it's Ed, and, right? And people think I'm kidding me, and I think I've seen. Uh, I swear to God, I've I've seen Van Halen. I think at least fifty times. I've heard. That's right? why I've got you here. Yeah, that's why you've seen him way more than me, brother. I mean, and you I, saw him. You saw. You saw the mighty. I I which know. Is something I can't. I know I can't what say. I know. I don't know it all, but I know what I know, you know, and it's like, you know, I've, I've, and, and here's the funny thing is like, I've met them all except for Alex. It's so weird. Oh, that's horrible. I mean, yeah, no, it's weird because every oh, time, that, every Rick. time I've gone to meet like Alex, it's like, oh, he's in a, he's in a bad mood and he, he's got this going on. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, well, I don't want to meet him in a bad mood. Yeah. You know? It's right. like, Heaven forbid. Yeah. Okay, here's a quick Eddie story. I met Eddie, I don't know, it was probably the Sharon days. Yeah, I and, was and, at um, Polaris. I was at yeah, that one too. Yeah, I was but back anyway, there. Um, I met Edward, um, and he's no taller than I am. I'm looking him straight in the eye, and, and it's like I had all these questions in my head. I wanted to yeah. ask him. And then, you know, I met him, talking to him, and all we talked about was golf. <laughs> Fast cars and Wolfie. Uh, see, man, but that's cool. That you always it. have that, and, and I, that's what and he I, wants to talk about. You know, you know what I mean? I couldn't change the subject because he was, he was. I was following his lead, and all we, I was just, and me, he and I were just like. <laughs> well, that's the thing. When I when I met Ed, he started talking about his hip. Yeah, that hip. Yeah, and he, he needed surgery. I'm like, 
the fuck? Didn't you need surgery on that in the late 80s? Wasn't that what Dave was talking about, the yeah, fucking hip, yeah. too? I remember him talking about the hip in the 90s. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, so. I know where you're going with this. Go ahead now. Uh, uh, okay. You, you know, you talk about these epic moments and these epic uh, meet and greets and stuff. I mean, I know that no one's on necessarily great t- terms. What What's the future for Van Halen? Are they going to go on a tour? Some of them? All of them? I think Rick is more optimistic. I think he's half full. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I, it's over. I what? think it's over. I think it's over. I think Ed is... I, I, look, I don't want to go... I, I don't want to... I don't want to bad mojo it, but I, I think he's in a bad way. I would be satisfied either way, you know, because I, I can understand, you know, or, you know... With Eddie's health, so yeah, I mean, what I've what seen we, and heard. You're right. This is what we hear. You're right, and yeah. I'm just spitting out hearsay. But as you well, know, man. then again, it's like you know, Roth is opening up for Kiss. You know what I'm saying? And so it almost seems to me it's like uh, Roth is out there keeping his chops loose and just kind of. Damn it, Rick! You, oh, I know. Why I know, would you I know, do I'm this not... to me? <laughs> I've pretty but, much written it off, man. And then Eddie's getting yeah. better. And he's trying to get himself well, so it's like Farewell things are going to come together. No, but I'm not saying, you know. Not a tour, but just to play together. The four why of them. Not? You know, why, why, the not, four of them. why not put like uh, an album out, like of them, like a, a last, um, you know, like a last album. They don't, you know, they don't have to tour. They don't have to do anything. I mean, if they can just put out music, I mean, I, I think Van Halen fans would be satisfied with that. I well, would. People are bagging on Dave. And everything and his Dave's you know, a his, performer, man. I you know what? Here's the deal. If you don't want to go see Dave, don't go see Dave. Yeah. But you know what? Anytime Dave is in the Buckeye State, I'm fucking going. Yeah. And I'm I don't like care. open for kiss. Especially open for kiss. <laughs> That's oh, a whole yeah. other thing. <laughs> wow, Rick. All right. Damn it. All right. Well, I came no, into well, this yeah. very depressed. Well, I mean, you, you, and you, now you, I feel you, a little I mean, better. This, Maybe this, something could come out of this. This headline this summer is obviously all of these Motley Crue, all these bands reuniting and doing these tours. So maybe they're going to get a niche and, and do a handful of shows. I, I, If they do anything, it all depends on Ed's health. That you know, That's the number one thing. So I think it's going to be okay. All right, all right. I'm Fair coming enough. off Let's the ledge. Let's just leave it at that. I'm coming you know? off the ledge a little. I um, think it'll be a one-off if they yeah. do something. I think they might play a gig on a roof somewhere. No, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, what? Wait, no, 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 no. It's no. no. been done. I know it has been done, and then you too did it as well. But I, I don't know, man. I just, yeah. I, I think it's over. But man, I, I kind of like what you're thinking, Rick. As far yeah, as like maybe you know. Dave's just kind of keeping his chops. But I just. All right, I I, I right. think Dave's going to do so. what he's he's going to keep on doing what yeah. he's doing, you know. And I I think Ed Eddie and Alex are secretly just you know what doing their thing. You know what? Yeah. If if they don't play again, here's the deal: if they don't play again, and Ed could live for another 15, 20 years, that would be I'm awesome. down with that. Yeah. Then I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to hear any more music. Yeah. I just want Ed to be able to enjoy his. I mean, if Wolfie gives him grandkids or something, yeah. I just I want Ed to enjoy. I mean, life, if man. Eddie can put out like um, what do you, the what what's that music like the the soothing oh he can, oh comfort like, music yeah what's the relax Hansberry yeah. you're 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 yeah. a <laughs> what the hell is that mm-hmm. shit called yeah like some yoga or uh, yeah the. Yeah. I don't want Eddie playing yoga, Rick. Jesus Christ. No, not Christ. that. No, no. What do you like, like, like inspirational music type oh, relaxation? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want that. No. Maybe he could. Maybe let him and Sammy do that no, shit together. No, I maybe don't. he'll do it and <laughs> and do it like with a, um, what do you call that? With a different kind of name? Yes. You know? 
Well, he, he did porn music. Yeah, he did that. So <laughs> don't I ask mean, me how I know, but I know. <laughs> I heard. Rick Martellino. <laughs> Rick, I hope you had a blast. It was awesome. I hope you had a blast. Oh, man. And I uh, can't wait to watch you play drums this year and uh, uh, looking forward to seeing what Hot Lucy cool. has in plan, nice. has planned this summer, brother. Yeah, man. Thank, Thank you. you so Thanks much. Thanks for man. having me. Uh, drummer for Hot Lucy, Rick Martellino. Uh, the, the podcast for 70s and 80s hard rock discussion. Uh, for producer Greg Hansberry, yep. I'm Arch Madness, and this has been Final Analysis. Peace. Stay frosty. <laughs> What was that? And he's like, that's Van Halen, dude.